0: If you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 10, we will continue our series in Romans after our uh, missions emphasis month. And uh, so I appreciate you allowing me to take a break from that. But Luke chapter number 10, we're going to go to here this morning. In verse number 25, the Bible says this, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He wasn't asking this question because he was interested In the answer, he was asking this question, the Bible says, to tempt Jesus. He thought he was going to trip Jesus up here. And Jesus goes on to say this in verse 26. He said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And the answering said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, thou hast answered right. This do and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself, son of Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In verse number 30, Jesus answering said this, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that was uh, that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite. When he had, uh, was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took the two pence and gave uh, them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said, he that showeth mercy on him, then, Jesus, then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. I want to ask you this question. Have you ever met a good Samaritan? Do you know a good Samaritan? As you're thinking through right now that question, who comes to your mind? Can you think of someone that's kind? Can you think of someone that uh, shows compassion? Is there somebody in your mind right now that you would describe or you would know as a Good Samaritan? The better question, though, I think is this Are you a Good Samaritan? Would someone describe you as a Good Samaritan? Someone that showed compassion? someone that showed care, someone that was interested in helping someone else that had a need. You see, there was a lawyer here that stood up, and his goal was to tempt Jesus. They were trying to confuse him. They were trying to get him to say something that uh, he shouldn't say so they could use against him. And so this lawyer stood up and begins to ask him about eternal life, and Jesus responds by telling the story about loving your neighbor. And the question then was, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus goes into this story and he tells of three people that saw this man. The Bible says this man went from Jerusalem down to Jericho and on his traveling there, he was uh, met by some thieves and some thieves came and they robbed him. Now, those thieves, we wouldn't describe them as good Samaritans. They had no interest They had no interest in this man's safety. They had no interest in who this person was. All they did, all they wanted was what this man had. They stripped him of everything that he had. If he had any uh, finances on him, they took that. If he had anything of wealth on him, he took that. They, They beat him, and the Bible says this, they left him for dead. They had no care about him. All they cared about is what they could get from this man. This man's life meant nothing to these thieves. But there's a good thing. There was a very religious man. There was a priest that, that soon after this, this uh, robbery took place, soon after this, this crime took place, and this man was left for dead, there was a priest, the Bible says, that came by. And it was a good thing for this man that somebody religious came by because we know this, religion is always about helping people. No, what we find this, the Bible tells us the first person that comes by, this this, this uh, priest that comes by, he looks and he sees him. And he passes by. Now, how could somebody, a religious person, how could somebody, a priest, see that somebody has a need and just walk by? I mean, could you imagine if you, if you saw somebody that you knew was, was near to death? Could you imagine if you saw somebody that had such a great need that, that uh, uh, thieves came and, and left him for dead? He was bloodied, he was hurt, he was wounded, he had no way to care for himself. His, his future was soon to be death. Could you imagine coming across someone like that and leaving them there? This priest did. And then the Bible says this, after that priest walked by, he saw him, and he just walked on. And then the Bible says this, and it's a good thing another religious man was going to come. This Levite then, this this Levite, here is a very religious person. They're going to come, and this I could just imagine this man. He's hurt, and he's almost there dead. He's got no way to help himself, and he's wounded almost to death. And this Levite man comes by, and as this Levite man comes, he sees him. And I wonder if they make eye contact with this man. This man had to see that this Levite has got to be there to help. And he sees this Levite. This Levite looks at him, the Bible says. And what does this Levite do? He goes on, he passes on the other side. You know what that tells me this? He didn't even walk close to the man. He, on purpose, walked away from this man to pass. The Bible says this in verse number 33, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed came where he was something very interesting here in verse number 33 the bible says this and when he saw him he had compassion on him now church i want you to understand this morning this world satan has stripped this world in human beings of anything he possibly can There are, and we learned this last week, I think it was Dr. Kennedy that said uh, said this, uh, or Dr. Keene, I think it was, there was half of the world, almost four billion people alive today that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? If there's eight billion people on this earth, four billion people have never heard the gospel. And out of that half that have heard the gospel, the good majority of them have rejected the gospel. And that means this, church. That means this, Christian. The majority of people then that we come by in our life, you know what they need? They need the gospel of Jesus Christ. The majority of people that you walk by, they are dead in trespasses and sins. They are without Christ. They're lost. We walk by people every single day. I was in a restaurant yesterday and, and uh, we were downtown and visited the Resurrection Baptist Church and visited those men that were there and, and uh, took Brother Danny down there and showed him some areas where we were ministering to and we were trying to find a place to eat and we found a little restaurant there in downtown and went in there and we witnessed to this waitress and the waitress gloriously got saved. And after she got saved, she says, I'm about ready to cry. She says, I just buried my father last week and I'm looking for answers answers. I tell you, I don't think it was coincidence that we walked into that restaurant and we ate at that restaurant because here was somebody that was looking for answers, looking for truth. You know what the reality, Christian, is this? The majority of people we walk by, the majority of people we see in and we come in contact with, the majority of people we make eye contact with in our life, throughout our day, throughout our week, the majority of them need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you a good Samaritan? You see, when we read this story, you say to the priest, I can't believe that a priest could walk by somebody that was about ready to die. I can't believe the priest would walk by somebody that he could have helped. I can't believe that this Levite could see somebody that's bleeding, see somebody close to death, and walk on the other side. And I want to submit to you this, Christian, that's what many Christians do every day of their life. There are people in this world that are lost. There are people in this world that need Jesus. There are people in this world that are looking for answers. And we do not take the time to help people that are close to death. So the Bible tells us this Samaritan man, on his journey. You know, in verse number 33, it tells us this as well. This, This Samaritan man... He was not just out looking for people that he could help. He had a trip, he was on a journey. Do You know, this good, good, good Samaritan, This Samaritan man could have said, you know, I'm too busy. I've got to get places. I've got to uh, uh, things on my to-do list. I've got, I'm on this journey and I've got deadlines that I need to meet. But you don't find this man that's on a journey. You don't find this man that's got something to do using those as excuses why he can't help somebody. I want to ask you this morning, are you a good Samaritan? Do you use excuses why you can't help somebody? Do you use excuses why you can't give somebody the gospel? You know, as we see people, there's times that we can convince ourselves they're not going to listen. They don't want the truth. They're not going to want the time. Or I'm too busy or I've got so much going on. But I want to submit to you this morning that there is no Christian that ought to be too busy with their life. That they cannot alter their time, alter their schedule, alter their journey to help somebody that has a need. This good Samaritan, this Samaritan man, he's on this journey. He stops. And the Bible says when he saw him, he had compassion. I wonder this morning, have, have we lost our compassion for people? This priest walks by and there's no Compassion. This Levite walks by, and there's no compassion. The Samaritan walks by, and he sees this man, and the Bible says this, he had compassion on him. Church, I want to ask you this morning, do you still have compassion for people? You know, the busyness of life can cause us to lose our compassion. Our problems in life can cause us to lose compassion. You know, I think that our life, if you just look and, and boy, we are busy from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. We've got sicknesses of our own. We've got problems of our own. We're going through trials of our own and in difficulties of our own, of our own. But I want us to see this morning that if we are to be the Samaritan or we are to love the neighbor that Jesus Christ said we're to love, we are supposed to on purpose have compassion looking for people that we can help. You know what I'm afraid in a society we live in if we're not careful we can get so cold to people We can get so cold to people's needs, we can get so cold to helping people that we could be just like these two, this priest and this Levite, that we can go through our busy day in the needs of people, the hurts of people, the the trials that others are going through. It doesn't even uh, uh, cause us a problem at all. It doesn't even cause us any difficulty at all. It doesn't even cause us to stop for a moment and consider that others have great needs. We do nothing. Are you a good Samaritan? When you see other people, do you have compassion? Jude says this, having compassion making a difference. Do you know what compassion makes a difference in somebody's life? Church, do you know how many people this week, they need somebody to show them compassion? They need someone to show them love. They need someone that knows the truth. They need someone that knows Jesus Christ to take time to stop what they're doing, to take a few moments and show compassion in their lives. You know, people are not used to people being friendly and kind. Be kind to someone, and you'll see the re- the reaction they have. Do you ever hold the door for someone when they're not quite at the door? They're still far away, but you stay in there and hold the door. They can't believe you do such a thing. You ever see somebody maybe in line uh, at at Kroger or Meyer while you're shopping maybe you see someone and you just think you know I could show them some compassion today I want to help buy some of their groceries do that to somebody they can't believe someone would be so kind And I know we live in a world that we're so fearful. We say, I don't know what somebody's going to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I show someone compassion, if they're going to take advantage of my compassion. You know, I don't find this Samaritan trying to analyze that all in his mind. I didn't think that he's looking and saying, is this a trap? Is this man really in need? Is this man really going to need my help? Is there something going to happen if I help this man? No, this man saw, the Samaritan man saw this man, and immediately the Bible says he had compassion for this man. Christian, I think we ought to on purpose go out into this world and show compassion to people that won't find it any other way show compassion you know it's they say this story this man that was hurt was a jewish man this man that helped this jewish man was a samaritan the two of them didn't get along read John chapter number 4, you'll find Jesus with a woman at the well. She was a Samaritan woman. You'll find in John chapter 4 that the Samaritans and the Jews didn't get along really well. You know what this man was willing to do? He was willing to show compassion to somebody that wasn't like him. He was willing to show compassion on somebody that the world said you shouldn't care for. And that happens in this world, and you know we sit in church, and we'd like to think that racism doesn't exist. We'd like to think that 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 uh, uh, that that people of other culture we don't look down upon. But the reality is this: it's human nature. But Christians ought to rise above human nature. Christians ought not act like their flesh. Ought not allow the old man to make decisions in their life. Now that we're saved, we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and He is the one that we ought to yield to. He is the one that ought to direct us, and we ought not think like our old nature thinks. We ought to see that it doesn't matter the color of somebody's skin. It doesn't matter what culture somebody's from. It doesn't matter what continent they were born on. What matters is this: that they have a soul that needs to be saved. They have A soul that needs Jesus Christ. They have a soul that if they do not know Jesus, they will die and spend eternity in hell. But we have the answer, like the Samaritan was willing to help. We as Christians ought to have compassion. Church, are you a good Samaritan? Do you show compassion? Have you shown compassion? someone this past week do you pray and ask the Lord to put somebody in your path that needs compassion or are you too busy for people do you know Christians if they're not careful they can get too busy for people But once you're saved, you have a new mission in life. Once you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, something's different about you now. Your compassion for people ought to be different your care for people ought to be different you say why is it different now because you saw what Jesus Christ you experienced what Jesus Christ has done for you you were once lost you were once like this dead man this man that was half dead this man that has been stripped of all his goods this man that's been beaten this man that's just there waiting to die that describes every single person that does not know Jesus death is right there and if they don't trust Christ as their savior if they don't know the truth if not presented the gospel then if they die in their sin they're going to die and for all of eternity be separated from God but we have the answer as Christians and Christians we can't live our life where people are a bother to us we can't live our life where we're too busy to show compassion we can't live our life where we just do our thing while people are there on the side dying without Jesus Christ church we have to get this man back to the Philippines because there's Filipinos that need Jesus Christ We have to get missionaries back to China because there are Chinese people that need Jesus Christ. We have to, as you see this evening, this documentary of India, we've got to get missionaries to India because Indians need Jesus Christ. And listen, as the America, thousands of churches close their doors each and every year. We have got to get churches established and built and growing back in America because America needs Jesus Christ. But it's only going to happen when God's people have a renewed passion and compassion for others. Hear this man, the world left him for dead. Religion won't save him. Religion, uh, the second time, wasn't willing to save him and won't take the time to save him. But Jesus, he can use anyone, and Jesus Christ can use you. Listen, the best thing you can do is tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. The best thing a Christian can do, you say, well, I don't know. I don't speak very well or I don't sing very well and I don't do a whole lot of things well. It doesn't matter what you uh, uh, think you are good at and what you're not. Jesus Christ can use anyone. If you will be a voice, he'll use you. If you'll be a vessel, he'll use you. If you're willing to have compassion, he'll use you so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth. I ask you today, Are you a good Samaritan? Are you willing to show compassion? Are you willing, in verse number 33, for Jesus to use you to help somebody that has a need? This man, he... The Bible says in verse 34 and verse 35, he took this man, he bound up his wounds, he helped him. He took this man to the inn. He said to this man, the innkeeper, here is two pence. I'm going to pay for this man. And if it costs you anything more, when I come back, I'll even give you more. My time is done this morning. And I don't have time to develop this thought. But church, are you investing? You know... God said, I ten percent's mine, ninety percent yours. You say, Well, I'm giving to missions because I'm tithing. I'm giving because I you know I give ten percent. I want you to know this, that ten percent you give, it's already God's. It never belonged to you. Are you sacrificing, are you giving of what belongs to you? So that men like this can reach their people. Your tithe already belongs to God. This man said this: "I'm going to put my own money down in whatever is extra, whatever needs there are, when I come back, I'm going to pay more, happily, pay more." Are you a good Samaritan? Are you willing to show compassion on people that need compassion or are you willing to invest of what you have so that others can have help? Are you willing to give of what you have of you are you willing to give of what belongs to you so that missionaries can go to the field are you willing to give so others can have needs are you willing to give so that others are able to hear the gospel are you willing to give so that churches could be built and churches could be established so that people have a place to worship so people have a place to go to hear about Jesus are you willing to give of what you have so the gospel can go forth around this world are you a good Samaritan? Do you know of a good Samaritan? Many of us do. But the better question is this, are you a good Samaritan?